five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holy Half Hour. It is an excellent Christian entertainment podcast Mm. with quizzes, musical segments, top threes and Bible facts. This week at the end of the show, our Bible fact is about the book of Titus. We've been working our way through the whole Bible and our excellent and most esteemed quiz-going champion, Kieran is my co-host this week. How are you? Most esteemed, I like that. I am uh, well, thanks, Michael. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. I just had a... I tried to introduce you in just a whole load of random words that didn't really make sense coherently. <laughs> no, no, following one another just came out of my mouth. I like so. it. I like, it. I, I, I like those sort of intros, you know. It's very, uh, you know, nice ad lib there. Mm. Like stream, mm. stream of consciousness. Absolutely. You know, word, word association. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> you've heard of automatic writing. I just do automatic speaking, where I just let my voice <laughs> go and then just see what happens, see what comes out, and uh, yeah. yeah, and then and then thirty five minutes later we we press stop <laughs> and then publish the podcast, <laughs> and that is how we make uh, that's how we make it, folks. That's how <laughs> the magic happens on this show. Yeah, it's a bit like speaking in tongues. Um, yeah, you just you just go for it. <laughs> you just go for it as it says in first corinthians just go for it <laughs> uh, shall we good stuff yeah nice one let's mm. do it okay Okay, Kieran, this week's quiz, I'm not sure. I mean, last week I thought the quiz wasn't too hard and that turned out to be really hard. <laughs> For <And> me. Then, <laughs> this week. No, pro- no one else, probably. <laughs> this week, um, ostensibly it's meant to get harder with each question, but now I'm a bit worried it might be too difficult. But basically, Kieran, there's this kind of quiz that you sometimes get for very highfalutin literary people, where you mm, where you write yes. down the opening line of a of a novel, and they have to guess the novel. Kieran, have you ever heard of ah, that? Ah, yes, I, one of my favourites. Mm. <laughs> Let me just adjust my monocle. Um, <laughs> so I did that, but with the Bible. So basically, cool. this is one one. So the first verse of the first chapter of a book of the Bible. And uh, and you have to tell me what book of the Bible it is. I've got six questions which get increasingly more difficult. And you have two mm-hmm. lifelines that you can use if you should need them. I've offered you lifelines recently and you've not used them. But just in case, you can ask for the Testament and I will, you know, tell you which Testament yeah. it is in, old or new. And you can also ask for the next verse uh, where I will give you uh, chapter one, verse two and see if that helps ah. you. Um, like that. So, for example, this is not one of the questions. If I was to say, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the answer would be 
Genesis 1 1. Genesis, yes, exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how the quiz goes. So that's Genesis 1 1. Uh, can you get these other six books of the Bible? Here's your first question, Kieran. Okay. This is the genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Luke 1 1. Okay. Yep. Uh, just do a little. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Um, unfortunately, not Luke one one. Uh, in fact, mm. Matthew one one, who starts with ah. genealogy because he is the one who writes his gospel for the the Jewish audience. Uh, yes, yes, of course, of course. So that was just that was a, just a warm up question as a false start. That was the that was the easy one, folks. <laughs> 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 so, so get buckle up, folks. What if you there? enjoyed last week's, if last week's was your favorite. <laughs> quiz ever <laughs> quiz answering session from me then you are in for a treat everybody because i have sometimes, not found my mojo since we did the last one is kieran thinks oh that's so easy i'll answer it quickly and he doesn't actually think about that so that's what yeah, happened there yeah. ladies and gentlemen um you know he just he just answered too fast so you know just slow 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 your roll kieran um okay think about this one this is question two after the death of Joshua, the Israelites asked the Lord, who of us is to go up first to fight against the Canaanites? And I've decided, Kieran, that you can use unlimited lifelines. So there's oh, still testament okay. and next verse, but you can use as many of those as you like. Yeah. Oh, that's very kind. Uh, well... Given that, uh, uh, to the best of my recollection, Joshua dies at the end of Joshua. <laughs> Maybe it does sound right. Uh, then, I mean, then yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say that it's judges that we're looking mm. at. All one, right. one. Let's take a look. And see. <laughs> hey. Oh, finally, nicely done. See, when it, when Kieran thinks, you know, he's unstoppable. Um, okay well done one 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 ironically is the score line um here is question Mm. three in my former book theophilus or theophilus i wrote about all that jesus began to do and to teach yeah so this uh this is luke writing so it must be acts one one all right, let's take a look and see. Hey, you're yeah. correct, sir. Nicely done. Okay. Whew, shake it off. You're doing great. You got two right, one wrong. We're starting okay, to okay. get a wee bit more challenging there. Question four. This is what happened during the time of Xerxes. The Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Kush. And remember, you can have a testament. Or the next verse? Mm. Or both? Yeah. Uh, okay, give me the next verse, please, for this one. Okay, the next verse is... At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa. <laughs> Not much help, I'd say. Yeah, that... Uh, well, yeah... 
I, I that's nudged me a little bit closer to what I think the answer is. Cause basically, mm. I, I think this is either Daniel or it's Esther. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's probably Esther. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. Let's take a look and see. Whee. Oh, nice. Nicely done. Yes, indeed. Well done. See, getting Esther right there, that like... That that vindicates you for every wrong answer last week. Because that's oh, real. Thanks. That's real knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, okay, question five. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, He has spoken to us through His Son. Welcome. You are now reading the book of, and then unfortunately, I can't remember the next thing that He writes. <laughs> Welcome to my new book. It is called... And then my memory goes hazy. Uh, You're funny. Well, you've got lifelines. Man. Man. Uh, Yeah, go on then. I'll have have the next verse, please. (laughs) (laughs) But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things and through whom also he made the universe. I mean, you can do some narrowing down because which testament yeah. do you think this is in? Well, I know it's New Testament, and mm. I'm, I'm, I'm like, it, it's, it's either, it's either John or it's one of the little Johns. Mm. Although uh, we did mention that uh, in a previous episode, Kieran. Not that I'm trying to give you hints. Like you could definitely <laughs> go for John or Little Johns, and those sound like good guesses. Uh, but we did discuss yeah. that there are four gospels, and then of the remaining. 25 books of the old new testament how many are there 27 so of the remaining 23 books of the new testament 21 of them are letters Um, yeah and most of the letters start with who they're from Ah. Uh, so the first would be the first uh, verse of most of theirs would be paul an apostle of christ yeah yeah to somebody something but this one doesn't yeah yeah and why wouldn't yeah. it? Why wouldn't it start with who it's <laughs> What from? an interesting little piece of information, Michael. How curious. Well, does, does based that mean on that, that it's a gospel, or does that mean that it's <laughs> that it's a letter we don't know the authorship of? Yeah, that's a what a great question. Well, I I think mm. uh, it suddenly occurred to me, Michael, mm. Uh, mm. that it's probably John. <laughs> it's probably John's gospel. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going to say John 1-1. Well, I, I got my... there all by myself. <laughs> I, did, I did my best, ladies and gentlemen, but sometimes <laughs> helping hurts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, I've, I'm totally confused. I thought, you were, I thought you were just handing me that answer. So, well, well, I was saying maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a gospel, because I didn't want to tell you it definitely wasn't. Or maybe it was a letter that we don't know the authorship of. Do you remember this conversation uh, we had where you couldn't think of any letters that we didn't know the authorship of? Do you remember yeah, which one we don't know the authorship it, Colossians. of? Colossians. It's Hebrews, Karen. Hebrews. He- oh, that was going to be my other guess. Hebrews 1.1. Colossians is Paul's letter. Um, I was thinking about the supremacy of Christ section in Colossians and that maybe it was leading into that. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. But yes, yes, Hebrews is that famous one uh, that we don't know the author. Yes, indeed. Well... Don't worry, Kieran, because you're doing excellently. And in fact, 
You've already, well, wait, no, hang on. You've got three right and two wrong. So the worst you can do is a draw. But you can definitely still win with question number six. But it is, in my opinion, the most difficult. So let's see if you know it. There was a certain man from Ramathaim, a Zufite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jeraham the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuf, an Ephraimite. Mm. Could I have the next verse, please? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know the Testament? <laughs> <laughs> I have a hunch. Okay, well, here's the next. Uh, here's the next verse. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other Penina. Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had none. Ah, I'm glad I asked. So it's for, it's First Samuel. Yeah. Well I would not have got done. that probably versed on, on, on verse one alone. So that lifeline was very useful. Well, I'm glad it was. And uh, yeah, you did really well there, Kieran. That was a, a toughie and some tough questions in there. So you should feel very pleased with yourself, but not <laughs> too pleased because that would be prideful. <laughs> <laughs> yes and we know what happens when you get prideful uh, you have a prideful um, yes exactly well kieran uh good job uh, and that's all i really have to say um uh, so well done well well done for another well-designed quiz my friend i, I enjoyed that one well, and uh it, it was hard but it was good <laughs> Very rewarding when you do well at difficult things, I find, Kieran. So yeah. I hope you feel very Absolutely. rewarded. Mmm, I do. Thank you. Good. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Okay, Kieran, time for this week's unlikely worship song. Ladies and gentlemen, just on the rare occasion that someone is joining us for the first time, Unlikely Worship Songs is Kieran's weekly artistic outlet. He creates beautiful music, unparalleled by any known artist, living or dead. And um, the music is inspired by his love of the Bible, the church, uh, nonsense, remakes, uh, the, the art of spoken word poetry. I mean, who knows what inspires this man? He finds inspiration everywhere. <laughs> the world is his muse. And uh, and it's time to hear. <laughs> Remember that thing I said about starting to talk and then just seeing what <laughs> no, happens. I'm, I'm, I'm loving this, man. I'm loving this. Continue. Uh, <laughs> uh, I've lost my way. Right. Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Kieran. I'm going to shut up and let you introduce yourself. <laughs> Well, I, I, I barely recognize myself from your description. <laughs> very, very flattering. So thank you. This week, uh, we are looking at the book of Titus very soon in our show. And I thought, you know, a, can we come up with a Titus intro theme? You know, mm. if, ti- if Titus were a, you know, uh, like cop show mm. from the 70s or 80s. <laughs> Or something like that, some sort of like detective show or something. Mm. Uh, what would the theme sound like? Mm. So that's vaguely where I was going with this. So, nice. so here's my here's my submission for 
the <laughs> intro theme to the Book of Titus. So see, see what you think. Well, it is a very it's a very strong name, so I can imagine it being the name of some some cop or detective. So I'm excited to, to excited to hear what you've come up with, Kieran. It is a strong name, absolutely. Okay, here it comes. It's AD 66, and there are some bad things going down on the island of Crete. God's people are turning away from the truth, and there's only one man who can restore order. Titus! Friend of Paul, he's new in town. Titus! He's the man who can turn things around. Titus! If you need to be reminded of the ways of the Lord. Titus! He's coming, bringing God's word. Titus! <laughs> opening credits and then we're into we're into the show oh kieran and it opens on a, a car chase <laughs> there's something very incongruous about like hearing that very deep and narrator's voice which should be an american accent being a scottish accent <laughs> instead <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know what you mean I don't know what you mean. I thought I had to mix things up a bit. And, uh... <laughs> That's good. And I, yeah, it's like um, I'm trying to imagine because it's you know obviously you know seventies cop movie, uh, cop film style or cop uh, TV show style, and you can imagine him you know belting around the city in uh, in uh, a Dodge Charger or something. But yeah, then it's then it's very firmly placed in Scotland. So I'm thinking where. <laughs> Where exactly is uh, is Titus? You know, if we abandon the entire narrative of him being a biblical character, where in Scotland yeah, yeah. is he? Uh, is he busting crimes? I don't know. Yeah, on the on the western Isle of um, Crete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's an island of Scotland called Crete. Let's say, and yeah. uh, he's there. He's the only cop yeah. on, on the island, and there's only ten other people that live there. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's rounding up some sheep because they've Absolutely. got loose onto the only road. <laughs> Again. So that's the, that's the setup. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good, man. For that car uh, chase. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you come up with it. I don't know how you, you come up with all these incredible, incredible songs, Kieran. It's mad. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, I was, I was lis- listening over this, Michael, and thinking. This is actually really similar to my song about, about Epaphroditus. <laughs> Epaphroditus, and it's also really similar. Let me look at the uh, the, the scrolls here. Uh, let me let me look back over the tapestry mm. uh, to see uh, what I did the other week. Um, I can't remember now, but it was from a couple of weeks ago. I did a song, and it was just really, really a lot like this one. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was though. Uh, let me just bring it up here. Oh yeah, it was um the Leviathan one. Oh yeah. Also had a also Leviathan. had a similar vibe. <laughs> <laughs> so expect expect more of these, my friend. Expect uh <laughs> like that two note high pitched yeah. thing. I think uh, we've found, be... found Kieran's uh, comfort <laughs> high note, uh, yeah. and every song that needs a high note hits the exact same yeah. note. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're all in one key. They all have basically the same backing. 
and then <laughs> just take a two syllable, two or three syllable name, and uh, and sing it in a high voice. So yeah. that's the key to success, everybody. If you're looking yeah. to break into the music industry, <laughs> that's all you need to do. Um, yeah, we may have finally give... found the the full extent of the scope of this segment of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're hitting the, we're at the we're edge. close close to the bottom of the barrel here. <laughs> Um, so let's see what happens. We're starting to peek over the event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> the top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Kieran, it's time for this week's top three. Way. Yay. Top three is three pairs <laughs> of words from the New International Version of the Bible. And I've searched how many verses they appear in. Kieran has to tell me which one of the two words appears in more verses in the Bible. We are doing animal, vegetable, mineral. So I'm going to give him a pair of animal words, a pair of vegetable words, and a pair of mineral words. And yeah, see if he can get this one right. Now, Kieran, a little bit of warning. All three of these pairs are quite close. It's going to be tough. Maybe I can get you this okay. week. Are you ready? Are you feeling confident? I am ready, my friend. I'm ready. Okay, well, here is our animal pair of words. Maggot or moth. <laughs> Maggot wow. or moth. Oh, you know, I can't think of many famous verses that include either of those. Uh, These are tricky. I think maggot maybe comes up more. I'm going to say maggot. Yeah, I think it probably is just a bit more common than right. moth. But Let's... hey, I might be totally wrong, and I probably <laughs> am. Well, it's not too late to change your mind if you want to change your mind. Uh, no, I'm going to go with maggot. All right, let's take a look. But if I'm wrong, then I'm going to say that I meant to say the other one. Well, Sorry, man, it's a bad line. Did you hear me say moth? It's a bit of a bad connection. <laughs> You're a liar. Ah. You're a maggot. Uh, no, maggot, uh, maggot appears in the New International Version only in one verse, uh, whereas moth appears in five verses. Mm. Bible fact for you, Kieran, can you guess which book of the bible maggot appears in in the new international version which book of the bible i'll give you a is clue. it it's about a person who feels very sad and feels like a maggot is it lamentations no but it's a good guess it is job job twenty five ah. six. how much less immortal who is but a maggot a human being who is only a worm okay um, okay here's your vegetables or food words because uh, it's definitely not vegetable. Butter or eggs? Butter or eggs, Kieran? Butter or eggs? <sighs> butter, but it's got to be butter, surely. Surely. Yeah. They go with butter. Yeah. yeah. How much are you know? How how much are eggs mentioned in the Bible? You know, how much oh. were they a part of the uh, the Hebrew diet? I don't how really much know. Is butter mentioned in the Bible. That's, that's, I, I that's see, the question. <laughs> I, I feel like I can think of more... Uh, I, have, I have a sense of their bar coming up more often than eggs, but I, mm. I, I don't know. I'm probably wrong. 
<laughs> well, let's find out. Uh, yes, I was right. I was right that I'm wrong. So in a way, in a way, You're still I win. wrong. Um, uh, Butter appears in uh, two verses in the international mm-hmm. version, whereas eggs appear in six. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Okay, Kieran. This one is for the moral victory. Yeah. Lead or tin? These are our mineral words. <laughs> um, just lead for clarity, lead, the metal, is also spelt the same way as the word lead. And lead in the sense of he led me down the garden path. Um, yeah, yeah. L-E-A-D as a series of letters appears 98 times. in Well, in 98 verses rather. I went through every single verse in the Bible that has that word in it, and I picked out the ones which are actually the word lead, as in the metal lead. So oh, wow. it is the metal lead versus the metal tin. Um, so what do you think, Kieran? Dedication. Oh, yeah. Um, Hard work, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> I, I imagine that where these come up more, mostly is in our old friend... The uh, tabernacle and associated <laughs> paraphernalia instructions, mm. um, but which comes up more? I don't know. I want to say tin. Mm. I feel like, you know, uh, maybe it was just. I'm just saying, kind of having, having a wild guess here that maybe mm. it was a more common material mm. because it's a composite of other metals, isn't it? So maybe it was easier to get lar- more the. the Larger quantities of it. I don't mm. know. That's just all just pulled out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> but let's see if it checks out. All right. Let's see. Does he have moral victory or has he pulled off that rarest of things, a clean sweep of failure? No. Oh, oh, Kieran, oh Kieran, man. Kieran. Man. I'm, uh, I'm afraid not that I'm led... today is in eight verses and tin is in only four verses. Mm, mm. But like I said, those are toughies because they are all very close. So no shame because they're pretty random words. They're all very, you know, specific. The, mm. This quiz is always specific because obviously you're picking two <laughs> words in a yeah. certain category. But uh, these ones were, uh, you know, particularly niche. Mm. So mm. Um, Yes, I went niche this go. week. Very niche. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, interesting, educational, uh, you know. There's more lead than tin in the Bible. Yes, uh, I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> <laughs> you best not, Kieran. You best not. Mm. Ah, yes. Here we go. Timothy, my dear boy, turn up the bass. After all, a little bass is good for your stomach. <laughs> Bible fact. Blowing up your brain with these actual, factual, mildly intellectual Bible facts. Every book covered with a crazy fun fact for you. Bible facts. 66 books. We're not counting the apocrypha. Bible facts. Bible facts. Bible facts. 
Bible Facts. Okay, Kieran, it's time for this week's Bible Fact. Um, we teased at the start of the show, you are looking at Titus. And uh, obviously we now have an incredible theme tune for Titus as well. So all we need now to finish our perfect day is a Bible fact. Take it away. Yeah, man. So it was uh, nice to revisit Titus because I, I haven't read it for a, a good while, actually. Um, and uh, to give you a little bit of uh, context, Titus is a short letter written by the Apostle Paul to Titus. Um, I don't know how much is known about Titus, the man, uh, but we do know that he was a friend and something of a protege of uh, of the Apostle Paul and, and definitely uh, went with him, I think, on at least one of Paul's missionary journeys. Titus accompanied him. Um, so this is a guy who is a you know young, kind of up-and-comer, uh, in the leadership of uh, of the New Testament church. Um, and really, the book of Titus is, is about leadership, um, and it's about the qualities um, that uh, God looks for in a leader. Um, I, it, I would say it broadly is, is divided into... There are three chapters. Uh, conveniently, each chapter, I, from my reading, deals with a slightly different sort of sphere of life. So in the first chapter, we get a perspective on uh, the leadership of the church. Uh, and then we get in chapter two, some kind of instructions for the life of the wider church, you know, not necessarily those in leadership, but those involved in, in church life, if that makes sense. You know, how, how should believers conduct themselves within, you know, the context of church family? And then from that widening out, it goes even wider. And chapter three deals with uh, more of um, how Christians uh, live in, in the world and around those who are, who are not believers. So it's quite a neat structure. You know, we get this sort of laser focus at the beginning on the qualities of a, a church leader. Then we get the wider church and then we get the wider world. Um, so I, I love I love it when the books uh, have a neat kind of structure like that, Michael. And uh, Titus certainly, certainly has that. Mm. Um, so... The book of Titus is very honest about the challenges and difficulties of, of church leadership. And, and Titus has been um, sent to a context in Crete where uh, the church are wrestling with a lot of uh, false teaching. You know, there's a lot of uh, people coming with ulterior motives, trying to lead God's people astray into various different distractions and uh, theological dead ends. Um and, and, and really, Titus is about the importance of knowing the truth of God's word um, and how that produces a transformed life. Um, so we have those three sections uh, that I mentioned. Um, I, I want to mention uh, a lot of the uh, really helpful stuff I found uh, for, for this Bible fact today. It's actually on Chuck Swindle's website, insight.org. Uh, Chuck Swindle had a whole page there on Titus, and I have borrowed uh, liberally <laughs> from his insights here so i can't claim credit if there's anything useful comes out of my rambling today it probably came from him so um what we do what we do get uh, within this sort of three-part structure uh that i mentioned church leadership the wider church and then the wider world each chapter has a lovely little uh, summary of the gospel, you know, 
that sort of slots neatly into that context that Paul's addressing in each chapter in a really nice way. Um, so I'll just read a little bit here. In the opening to Titus, we get um, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time and which now at his appointed season he has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Saviour. To Titus, my true son in our common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Saviour. So Paul's doing that wonderful, you know, here's the big picture thing that he does so well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, in that opening. And, um, and, and I, I love that. And uh, this is all NIV, by the way, folks. Um, and I'm just going to do one more of these three sort of gospel outlines. Um, so we have that one, which is written to Titus and, and aimed, I think, at the, at the leadership of church in that opening chapter. And then from chapter three, um, when we're looking at sort of the context of the wider world, we get this um, chapter three from verse four. But when the kindness and love of God, our savior appeared, he saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy. He saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that, having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. Um, Mm. So a beautiful sort of picture there of, you know, salvation is not based on what we've done. It's what God has done on our behalf and that we're justified by grace. Um, And really, Titus, I think, addresses the centrality of the gospel in all of life, mm. you know, and in every facet of church leadership. A couple of things it highlights that are really important. Um, the importance of right living through careful attention to the truth, theological truth. Um, that's a, a quote from what Chuck Swindle has written. Um, and the way that that produces, that attention to the truth produces um, changed and purified lives. So, in other words, we, we see the power of the gospel in the lives it transforms. Uh, and this is our primary witness to the world. Um, so what, what does all that mean for us? You know, um, it's an incredible book, a really fascinating structure uh, and some powerful lessons there. But what does that mean for you and me and, and for you listeners? Um, well, one of the questions Chuck Swindle asked in his article is how seriously do we consider our beliefs about God and the overall scheme of our life, you know? Um, Because a solid understanding of theological truth, who God is and how that changes our lives, is key to living an impactful life and the power of the Spirit. And and that's more than, it's more important than the worship at church or, or the type of building that we meet in. It is about substance over style, you know? Um... I think I think it was J.I. Packer who said, I'm paraphrasing a bit here because I can't remember the exact quote, but I think J.I. Packer said, how someone thinks about God is the most important thing about them, you know? Mm. And I love that. You know, what our, our conception of God and who God is and why that matters, whether we believe in God or we don't even believe in God at all, that... Uh, the place that that thinking occupies in our mind is, is the most important thing that directs our life, you know, uh, J.I. Packer argues. And, um, and I think that's a powerful concept, you know, that the, the importance of thinking rightly 
about who Jesus is and what his life, death, and resurrection mean for us uh, is is central to leading a, a a life of you know powerful powerful impact uh, in this world. Um, and I think that that's something that uh, the Book of Titus captures in a really uh, inspiring and encouraging way. So hopefully that's not too rambly, my friend, but that's a sort of overview um, of, uh, of some key aspects of the book of Titus. And it was really, uh, really interesting to revisit that. No, that's awesome, man. Thank you so much for sharing. And uh, yeah, there's so much in there. That's a, I mean, <clears throat> instinctually, all what I want to say immediately is, isn't that amazing that in three chapters of a relatively short book, there's so much depth in what you've just shared that we could you know mm. we could spend another five podcasts just discussing the various implications of of the things yeah, yeah. That, that you've brought up and uh that's that's so exciting and um yeah i think it's it's wonderful i think it's a really important thing to say you know how often paul restates the gospel in different ways in all of his writings and in the short letter you know he does it in those two places that you you read out and it just shows the centrality of the gospel to to paul's life to everything he's doing to where to mm. how central he wants it to be in everyone else's lives and um yeah i just think it's a really uh, challenging thing um to be thinking about how often does my life restate the gospel to those around me you know how often do i mm. verbally mm. restate the gospel uh to to those around me and it's and it's interesting as well that you know obviously paul knows that his writings are going to be shared more broadly and that you know he writes to titus but he knows that he's going to be sharing it with the church in crete where he's yeah. writing it to but and also that it will likely be you know copied down and disseminated amongst the early church but ultimately, he is writing to Christians, people who know these things, and yet he still uh, writes it out in such plain ways, in such detail as well. He's not like, when I talk about the gospel, on even on this show, Kieran, and most of our listeners are Christians, I'm often like, you know, Jesus died for our sins, end of gospel. But, you know, it's, mm. it's more than that, obviously, and that's me shorthanding yeah, yeah. it in a way that I'm like, well, everyone else can fill in the blanks. But Paul never uh -huh. does that. Paul's like, yeah. he is, you know, explicit and and poetic and passionate and excited about describing what Jesus did. And um, even though his audience is also largely Christian. But because of that, you know, how many more, how many people have come to know Christ through through being challenged and inspired by Paul's writings to to delve deeper. So... I guess for me, it's like a challenge to not just shorthand the gospel as well, but to actually take the time to to make sure it's clear that I can communicate it well and that I can communicate it as often as I need to or as often as I should. So, yeah, it's really, really challenging and really interesting. Thank you. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Yeah, appreciate your thoughts on that. <laughs> And M Michael, too. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We are having a blast journeying through the Bible with you guys, aren't we, Kieran? 
Yeah, man. It's been great to talk about Titus. 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 What's what's next week's book? (laughs) (laughs) What's next week's book? You've memorized all the books of the Bible, Michael, Uh, you clever so and so. What what are we doing next week? Though Kieran is you know, I'm like, okay, what comes after Titus? And I I I I could give a pretty good and accurate guess, but I also just want to go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, answer Romans first. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's absolutely fair enough. I, second Thessalonians I want to be very Timothy, clear. It's Philemon. No, it's Philemon. <laughs> yeah, I want to be very clear, listeners, that I would have had no idea. I would not have been able to do the, the thing in my head because it's just not there. Oh, man, well, you love Philemon, so that's a I treat do. for you, my friends. You're, it's my turn and it's Philemon. I was thinking about this uh, this week and last week because I, I knew it was coming up and I'm I'm very excited, Kieran. I'm very uh, it's going to be good. I've already got some ideas for the theme tune for Philemon. It goes a little something like this. <laughs> Philemon! Philemon! Well, I've got a question for you. Um, you know, your next book that you'll be doing, right? It's a letter yeah. in the New Testament uh-huh. of yeah. unknown authorship. Yes, I've and heard that. And it's not yeah. the Gospel of John. <laughs> it's nothing. Well, that's in my Bible fact taken care of. Can you can you guess? Un- can you guess which book you're doing. <laughs> Unknown author, not John's gospel. Has to be Hebrews by process of elimination. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, very good, very funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, good times. But for seriously, though, that that will be good. I'm looking forward to. Oh man, Hebrews. Can we do can we do thirteen weeks on Hebrews actually <laughs> instead of one? Um, um, if you present every uh, every Bible <laughs> fact for thirteen weeks, then I'm open to suggestions. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, that'll be good. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Well, until then, ladies and gentlemen, take care. Goodbye. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Holy, here we go again, Batman.